Hello listeners, Dan here. Before you begin listening to Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37, I just wanted to provide you with a bit of context. This was one of the first scenarios we recorded for release back at the beginning of this year, and we hadn't quite got to grips with the uh, recording and editing process, so the audio of the first two episodes is of a slightly lower quality than we would wish. However, if you persevere, and we hope you will persevere, I think you'll find that it improves considerably from episode three onwards. It's, uh, it's a really fantastic scenario, so we hope you stick with us for that. And with that, I'll leave you in the almost capable hands of myself, but back in January. January, Dan. January, if you will. Enjoy. The Apocalypse Players present... Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37 A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Brett Kramer What year is it again? 32 32, thank you Oh sorry, 33, 33, apologies God, well that changes everything It does change quite a lot actually We're very much under Stalin by this point, aren't we? With Dan and Makalir As Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov Of the Red Army Lock in Steph Get him back in the truck I don't care if he shits all over the place Joseph Chance, as Senior Sergeant Dr. Vissarian Bayo Ivanovich Yuskov Lyubimova of the Red Army. Do I know if what he's saying is true? What, Fyodorov? Yeah. Now that I'm looking to, you know, pull mm. him up in front of others, if anything, I want to back him up. I would be inclined to at least trust him, even if you don't trust us. Dominic Allen, as Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev of the Telegraph Service of the Soviet Union. Just to clarify one second, we both know that we are... Yeah, and Dugov. Oh, Dugov's GRU as well. Yeah, we all are. We are. None of us have got anything to do with telegraph wires. Priority maintain cover. Determine purpose of Ogpu team at Station 2. Identify Ogpu agents. Recover Ogpu documents relating yeah. to mission. Capture, interrogate, eliminate Ogpu agents. We basically got to find the Ogpu agents. We have to make a show of doing the other stuff. Oh yeah, just fixing the telegraph wires. And all this other stuff. I mean, it's not just telegraph-wise, is it? We've got, we've got loads to do. And Dan Wheeler, as everybody else. I think I might be playing quite a few NPCs. I might not do them all in a Russian accent because you might just get a bit bored and a bit confused. For avoidance of doubt, every NPC you meet will be Russian. <laughs> I'm looking at a troop roster and there's about 20 troops. Yeah, I mean, actually, they are all going to sound the same. Who am I kidding? Doctor, your patient still rants about this tractor station. Yeah, machine tractor station Kharkov 37. He speaks of little else. Hmm. I don't think you know our friend, comrade Royova. Dratudzie, I don't believe we have had the pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Indeed. You plan to continue treatment? Yes, there are some interesting new techniques that I could... Thank you, Doctor. That will be all. Of course. You have seen the report? I have only just arrived in the country. Then allow me to bring you up to speed. Please. March 11th, 1933. I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but at that time of year, the weather is still bitterly cold. The ground still frozen in places with 
icy drifts of snow lying in the shadows. Now, please forgive my lyricism. Poetry is uh, a guilty pleasure. At dawn, three agents from the telegraph service of the Soviet Union, led by Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev, arrived at Red Army Depot 945. My name is Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev of the Telegraph Agency of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. We require your assistance in the matter of the broken lines at Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. They found the depot in a poor state of repair, with drunkenness rife amongst the troops, but this is not our concern. The TAS agents were met by Major Trebiensky, who appeared to be unwell and delegated responsibility to Lieutenant Grigory Fyodorov. Strasbourg, yes. Senior Lieutenant Grigory Fyodorov. How can I be of assistance? He was ordered to offer all assistance in the completion of the following tasks, and here I will read from the document. 1. Investigate possible Kulak wreckers at Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. 2. Apprehend or eliminate counter-revolutionaries. 3. Restore telegraph communications. 4. Aid Communist Party representatives in maintaining order and discipline. 5. Promote and expand the collectivization drive. 6. Secure any hoarded surpluses and punish hoarders. 7. Expand the accord between industrial and agricultural laborers. Issued on behalf of the workers, soldiers and farmers of the Telegraph Agency of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. It also contains a requisition order for troops as available, transport as needed, five spools of telegraph wire, foodstuffs, platoon mess. It takes you a good part of the day to get everything together because half the soldiers are drunk and everything's scattered all over the place. Um, this base has not been kept in a good condition. Uh, but in the interest of getting you guys on the road, if that's all right with you, we'll just take it as read that you managed to get everything on the requisition order you take two troop divisions in a couple of trucks and it's decided that the army doctor, uh, Sergeant Lyubimova, should come along. So let's just bring everyone together at this point. As you two sort of Red Army officers come up to the uh, telegraph service agents, if you want to sort of introduce yourselves to each other, prepare yourselves for the, for the journey to the, um, to the station. I'll describe myself, Triapanov pretty pretty sort of weathered uh short shortly cropped blonde hair with just a few streaks of gray covered in scars there's also quite a lot of tattoos visible um poking out the bottom of the sleeve between where the, where the glove meets the meet the sl sleeve of my coat and then up my neck you know we're all really well wrapped up but still there's quite a few tattoos visible he's a big guy he's quite a scary guy uh and do, do you want to um any of you want to sort of describe roughly what what other people see when they look at you? So, um, Fyodorov is about 5'9", uh, late 40s. Uh, he's bald, bad teeth, wears glasses when he needs to read, look at anything close up. Um, he's got sort of scarred hands from uh, from sort of near bouts of frostbite. And his face as well is really wrinkled and quite a few scars. Uh, he's got a sort of blank stare. Other than that, quite unassuming, I think. He's got quite a hoarse voice from... Uh, constant smoking uh, in the cold yeah yes uh, Dr. Senior Sergeant Lyubimov 
uh, walks on over. Uh, and uh, I think the first thing that, that strikes uh, the, the gathered party is that uh, his hair is slightly longer than regulation, technically, and also that he, um, it's white, as is his beard, and his beard is long and full. Uh, and uh, were it not um, inappropriate to uh, be reminded of the reference due to the, uh, due to the revolutionary diktats, uh, probably the first thing that he, you rem- are reminded of is a Russian Orthodox priest is what he looks like. Although that's sort of comically slightly offset by the fact that he's quite short. He's only five foot five. And um, he's a man of a certain age. He must be in his mid to late 50s. And uh, he, uh, he's also quite uh, wide of girth. He's, uh, <laughs> he's carrying a little bit of extra weight. Rasputin mixed with Gandalf, that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. And as my entire performance will now be based on that observation. <laughs> uh, and he says, Да, comrades, can I be of assistance? Razvoitje. And uh, Major, what do we see when we look at you? As you approach the Major, he's uh, six foot. He's about 38. Sort of average looking. He has brown hair and he's... Um, yeah, these pale blue eyes. There's a slightly, uh, he's got quite an intense stare. Most like, you know, he's, he's experienced perhaps some sights in the telegraph business. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the horror, the horror. Mm. Yeah. There's a touch Tele- of that about it. The sort of, the sort of look that you think, oh, maybe he's done time. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Sergeant Vissarion uh, Ivanovich Yoshkov, Lyubimova. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Major. Please, Comrade Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev. Um, uh, so you, your Major is, you treat him often for food poisoning. That's what he says he had. No, it, it, I would not say often. Uh, the man has a weak constitution, but of course he's a, He's a proud member of the, of the Red Army. Um, uh, perhaps I could fetch you gentlemen some blotching stuff. Would it be possible to get some food for the um, uh, for uh, Administrator Major uh, Yuri Kopolev and his companion, Captain Trepanov? Mm, that would be oh, very please, nice. please, please, please. And uh, this is this is our uh, our junior assistant um, Dugov. There's another there's another um, telegraph agent with us, by the way. He's just Comrade Dugov, very, make yourself Dugov, come on. present. Dugov. What cat got your tongue? He's just mute. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's he's very junior and uh, a little bit shy. Um, Comrade Dugov is new. He's new, but we 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 expect great things of him. I'm sure. Um, it's worth saying he has that to even climb a telegraph pole. It's worth it's worth saying that although uh, the administrator major technically is the ranking officer, it's it's not totally straightforward. Obviously, we're just telegraph agents. Um, and you are sort of, you know, proper Red Army. So it's not totally obvious what the, what the, what the dynamic is, who should be taking orders from who, you know. I've sent, I think, I've sent Lockenstef off to... Uh, Lockenstef, some food, well, I guess. Borscht, perhaps some lard. Go! So, um... I understand it's uh, it's quite a long drive to the the machine tractor station. Is that right? Ten hours, something like that. Well, it depends if we make good time. It depends how the the condition of the roads. Um, Do you get out there much? Have you been to check on the situation yourself? 
no, no. The snow has been very heavy recently, and uh, well, we haven't been out there in a few months. Do I know if what he's saying is true, or is he just spinning a very good excuse as to why we wouldn't have been out there? Well, Fyodorov. Yeah. Not that I'm looking to, you know, pull mm. him up in front of others. If anything, I want to back him up. But I, I would be inclined to at least trust him, even if you don't trust us. <laughs> oh, I, I, totally tr- I totally trust him, but I mean, it's rather more oh, I see. Uh, I circumstances coming into this. My, my, my feeling is that this Privyansky is actually quite often out of sorts with drinking too much yeah. and... We probably haven't been down there in a while, maybe due to just drunkenness and laziness. But either way, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going yeah. to say the snows have been bad. Yeah, yeah. So I'm checking with the commissar of the party law, and we haven't been there before. No, or certainly not. Certainly not recently. It's it's a long way away, actually. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long old drive. There's no reason why you would go out there. It's just a a, a, a tractor station in the middle of a bunch of. Um, Collective farms, what they call them, kolkhozes, kolkhozes or something. Are you doing your Peruvian accent? I'm doing my Peruvian. Kolkhozes. So they're like collective farms. It's, you know, it's very rural out here. You, um, I don't think you've been, I don't think you've been there. Just checking. Thank you. What time of day is this, uh, Commissar? Uh, I think um, the the agents arrived in the morning. Um, It's maybe taken, it's, you know, taken a, couple of hours to get everything going um maybe the maybe some food has arrived now you've had a bite to eat and probably it's sort of early afternoon but you might be sort of ready to set off now well, perfect well i'll break out my liter of vodka and i'll pour each pour all of the officers present uh, a shot oh very very kind the medicinal i hope you understand it's good oh, for you it's cold of course, of course. well I don't think we're going to be climbing any telegraph poles tonight, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> to the party. the party. Uh, Nastrovia. 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 As soon as he says that, I'll pour another. I think this qualifies as expanding the accord between industrial and agricultural labourers, so <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to make a note. So, everyone sort of, uh, when everyone's had a bite to eat, they've had a few vodkas, everyone piles into the, uh, the trucks and sets off. Uh, the road to Machine Tractor Station, Kharkov 37, is is rough. Yeah, it's really bumpy. Lovely work, gents. Have any of you got a drive? Have any of you got a drive skill? Yodorov, surely you can drive. Can you? Yes, yes, I have nine points above the, the base on that, so 29. No, nothing. It's, it's you, I think, then. We can all have a roll, basically, on behalf of, uh, on behalf of whoever's driving. Sure. Um, uh, now, luckily, Triepanov has got very good driving skills. Yes, make him drive. Perfect. Yeah, he's probably going to drive. So I'm going to have a roll for me. Not good. Uh, I'm going to have a roll for the major. What's yours? 29. No good. And I'm going to have a roll for uh, Fyodorov. What's yours? Uh, nothing at all. Just the base, 20. 20, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, fine. We're okay. We're still on the road. Ah. Thanks, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, sort of bumping along. After a couple of hours, you pass one of these um, coal causes. It's, it's a collective farm. It's, um, I guess, kind of like a kibbutz, basically. Same, similar sort of thing. When, you know, the rain, the rain has just set in. It's like really, it's that really cold rain where you feel like it should be snowing, but it's not. It's just this grim drizzle. 
and the first Kolkos you pass, one of the sergeants says, uh, Bogodosk, it's called Bogodosk. You can stop and have a look around if you want. Um, you know, if any of you sort of need a piss or anything, or you can just carry on, push on to the next point of interest. What does it look like? Like, is it is it uh, unexpectedly quiet looking or is there anything that might draw the attention? Do you know what? It's it's quiet, but it's not unexpected because uh, because you, you know, those of you who are working in this area, that uh, the majority of the residents have been arrested and ship, shipped off to the gulag because they've been um, labelled as kulaks. Uh, and a kulak is a, a, a prosperous peasant. So it was a fictitious distinction used by the state to divide the peasantry and increase central authority, divide and rule. Um, so basically, they, 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 were, they were doing a bit too well, those peasants. I mean, maybe they were withholding a bit from the state or... Entrepreneurial tendencies. A little bit entrepreneurial. So it's really quiet. Um, but there are, there are people around. This is it called Bogodos? Bogodosk. Bogodosk. So the driver slows down as you go past... Um, the local commis, the local commissar, sort of walks out, um, and just sort of gives you like a little friendly wave, salute. Um, there's a few, a few peasants who come out like looking kind of enviously at the truck, as if they're kind of sizing it up to see whether there might be any food on board. Yeah, nothing, nothing really that makes you want to stop. Um, do we slow down, or do we just keep pressing forward left and? Press on, press on. Yeah, you press on, and um, the rain's still coming down. Um, can I have another little drive auto check from everyone? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it all for, for you all. Uh, so, oh, great. So, Triepanova's passed, so it's fine. You keep on going. Are we all in one vehicle, the four of us? So, basically, let me explain how the trucks are set up. So, there's the, the front the sort of cab has room for about three people at squeeze or two comfortably. And then the back has room for like a dozen soldiers just under a, under a tarp. Uh, so I think probably the four of us are in the cabs being the most senior. So um, in, unless anyone has any objection, I sort of assume that the, uh, the two Red Army officers are in a cab together, maybe in the front truck. Yeah. And then the major and the captain are in, in the one behind. Um, so we'd just be led by you. We don't know the way to the, the station, so we're just following your lead. And is a squad a dozen men then? Yeah, I think they're not quite a dozen. I think probably a lot of people are... Uh, they should be a dozen. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, food poisoning going around. And actually, even the people who aren't drunk, there is dysentery in the party. You begin to notice that there's a little bit of, uh, a little bit of farting going on in the back of the trucks. And you go come up near to the sort of second Kolkos... And uh, and you hear a, a bang on the on the on the cab from the truck. Pull over, pull over. Some I think someone needs to get out and throw up or have shit. <sighs> so you could pull off. You could pull over here by the Kolkos, or you could put, pull off a little bit somewhere a bit quieter. Whatever. Mm, pull pull over here. Pull over here. Check okay. on them, make sure they're not eating each other. So um, not again. <laughs> so you pull up and. Uh, you all sort of climb out to stretch your legs. You've been on the road for about four hours now and it is a bumpy old road. You've got like sore bums. I'm not surprised he needs a shit. And there's a few peasants start sort of wandering up to the trucks. 
just kind of curiously sort of ambling these, you know, emaciated peasants just kind of sizing you up. I get my pipe out, start filling it, light it. Uh, I just say, uh, fuck off, fuck off now, fuck off. <laughs> um, as, fuck as, off. as they may or may not be responding to that, do, do any of them look like they were slightly closer than the others? Yeah, there's, there's like one particularly sort of like, like wide-eyed, hungry, you know, I obviously hesitate to use this word in a Call of Cthulhu game, but sort of zombie-like, you know, emaciated, wide-eyed hunger. Context um, specific, yeah. Sort of staggers forward. I, I lean on my Tulamash Nagant M1895 revolver. And he sort of eyes up the gun and backs off a little bit. And I say, you there, um, all well here? I do very pass hungry. back to the major to see what the major's looking at. Copper Just in. very hungry. Um, can one of you give me a um, an intelligence roll? I could do an intelligence roll. I must okay. be intelligent. I must I'll, be intelligent. I'll do an intelligent roll for the administrator major. I got yeah. thirty. Okay, so you passed. Um, so you, what you observe is that there would normally be. You know, in the last call cause, there was a <clears throat> there was a like a, like a local commissar who came out and greeted you. In this one, there doesn't appear to be the, any communist party officials. Mm. That's partly why I'm interested. Uh, but that's uh, you just noticed that, and and then some more peasants start coming out of uh, coming out of houses. It it looks it's getting to the point where you might be outnumbered. There's one of your soldiers is still finishing off shitting by the side of the road. It's a pretty messy business. He's definitely got dysentery. Right, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not having this. So I'm just going to shout, uh, "Blocking Steph, get him back in the truck. I don't care if he shits all over the place." You. <laughs> all right, all right. It's your truck. He sort of bundles the uh, the private back into the truck with his trousers around his knees. So. <laughs> it was definitely Shit. dysentery, though, was it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, do you want to, I mean, you can, <laughs> if you want to go and have a closer look, Doctor. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if he was, if he was shitting himself, then how bad is this going to get? And is it spreading? That's what I'm concerned about. Mm, yeah, I would be concerned if I were you. I mean, what's the stench like? Is it, is it, is it the classic? Yeah, are you going to go and have a little, do a bit of medicine? Mm, yeah. Well, uh... Basically, I, I think I can give you this for free. You, you live with these men. You know, there's been a bit of dysentery going around. I know. Is that is that because of um, uh, Smolkov's cooking, or is that because of, um, or is was that because we've been given really bad rations? Maybe. Uh, who knows? A bit of both. I mean, the, you know, the condition of the camp is not good. Yeah. Uh, the diet probably mainly just your diet. Um. Anyway, so you sort of bundle everyone back in the trucks just as the uh, the sort of the army of peasants is getting to the point where you think probably they if they if they attack they could overwhelm you, and they look really hungry. <clears throat> so you set off again, another drive auto roll, see whether you keep going all right. We better not fucking stop here. <laughs> that would be the worst. It's fine. You still you still good. Right. So then there's a the last um, cold cause you passed. You pass now as one of the sergeants yells out, Degmatorsk! This one's called Degmatorsk. We it's, know that one. It's like, it's ruins. Yeah. 
And what's myself, happened here? Myself and the doctor will know of this one, won't we? Yes. Maybe you, you pull up so that another soldier can have a shit and you will gather around, you know, for a smoke or a drink. And maybe, maybe the major does ask exactly that. What happened here? What happened here? Uh, no. you know, um, people seizing crops, uh, uh, you know, uh, acting against the, uh, the party. Uh, it was you a, a counter-revolutionary element. Yes, yes, it was a rotten village, rotten place. So, how did you come to know this? Well, so, well, I, I don't want to take you for a fool, Major. This is not our job to uh, put down counter-revolutionaries. Are you saying that you did it anyway? Or this was the NKVD? <sighs> Listen, we know this place. There's nothing good here. Let's keep moving. You say let's keep moving, but just as you say that, the rain starts coming down a bit heavier and the cloud cover comes over and you realize it's actually getting dark and it's another four hours drive to the um, to the track station and the men are all swinging a little bit. The drivers are getting a bit tired. Get that man out of the back, strip him of his clothes, burn all his clothes. I don't want this shit all over people. Come on. Put him in his blanket. I don't care. Put him in his blanket. You, you have some spare? Some... He's that guy with that guy who was shitting himself is now sort of shivering a bit. It doesn't look like he's going to be any use. And as someone else starts to look a bit green, and um, and one of the sergeants says um, says uh, Lieutenant, I think we need to stop for the night. Yes, and there's in my knowledge there's nowhere else nearby geographically that would serve you could go you could go back to one of the cold causes you've passed but between here and the tractor station to your knowledge it's about another four hours drive and there's you know you you could you potentially could break down between here and there as you've seen the road is pretty ropey and there've been a few near misses already and there are still buildings standing in this place that seem uh, usable well, uh, they would offer a bit of shelter. You've got, you know, you've got the kit to set up camp here. You're thinking that you might have to set up camp at the uh, tractor station anyway. You don't really know what you're going to find there. So you've got enough stuff to, you know, properly set up camp. But why would we stop? If we don't have to stop here, we... Mm. Yeah, you don't have to stop here if you wanted to be... If, you want, if you've got a bad feeling about this place, which you might well have, then you could stop somewhere else. I observe this thought process that's going on. Do you want to give me a psychology roll? Yes. I observe Kopolev, what observing Fyodorov. Classic Russian stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Real Soviet stuff. What's your psychology? 67. Yeah, so you passed it. You um you just see uh you just see a lot of guilty glances at um at the like the burnt the burnt out barn like a lot of the privates just look are looking at it like you know it doesn't take a, a psychologist to know that they they were part of something something they don't feel very happy about what's your spot hidden it's probably amazing it is 63 so you notice that there's uh like the remains of a gallows on the outskirts of town as well i wonder if this was sanctioned by the central Politburo. Do you, do you say that out loud? No. 
Uh, yes, but uh, very, Trepanov. very quietly. Trepanov hears. Well, oh, I didn't see that Trepanov. That's, it's getting dark. That's all right. And says, well, you know, this isn't what we're here for, is it? So maybe best leave best alone. Ah, but Trepanov, 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 you forget our orders, which oh, are no. to apprehend and eliminate counter-revolutionaries. Hmm. Yes, keep your voice down. While, uh, while this is going on, I've decided we are going to camp here. But, you know, I'll give the order to, um, you know, let, it, let in the lee of some, whatever the nearest building is that looks like it would offer enough shelter um, not to go, like, deep into the... I mean, it's a pretty small village, I'm imagining, but not to go too far in. It's like, let's yeah. just use the first bit of wall that we can find to, like... Great, so just sort of... Just next to the gallows, basically, you start setting up. <laughs> um, so the, the 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 men, although you know they're in a bit a bad state, some of them are hungover, some of them have got dysentery, and they're all tired. They they actually get the tents up pretty quick. This is something that's become mus- muscle memory. So the tents go up pretty sharpish. You know, a few of the soldiers are sort of digging a digging a latrine. I think they realise that the the disease that's going around, they do need to be a little bit careful about not just shitting anywhere. The guys who are driving um, spend a few hours uh, examining the trucks, just checking them out for any damage from the rough roads. You can have a little bit of downtime, maybe a bite to eat before you turn in. If I'm, I'm sharing, I presume I'm sharing a tent with Trepanov. Yeah, and Dugov. Dugov. I say to Dugov, Dugov, make sure that the tent is dry, Yes. We do yes. not want to get stuck he in the mud. pulls the guy ropes. Bing, 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 bing. It's good. Good, good. And uh, Trepanov, may I have a word with you privately? Of course. Um, so I walk a short distance away and say, um, what I say to him is, they were very cagey about that farm. And I think we could, we've got one of two options. Either we wait for them to be asleep and the two of us go and investigate. Uh... And we leave Dukov behind to cover for us. If we get discovered, they say, oh, they had the shits. Yes, I like it. I like it. Okay, so at the dead of night, you want to... I think that's a very, very good idea. Let's do that. We'll brief Dukov what he needs to know. Okay, so they can come back, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, those telegraph wires are not going to fix themselves. Oh, I, I say, I say uh, as I walk back towards the camp, I go... Oh, I think this, uh, I don't know if the food is bad or if there is something catching, but my stomach is killing me. I'm getting cramps. Okay. So uh, while, while this conversation was going on, um, the, the doctor just went for a little walk. And um, could you give me, a, could you give me a, a retrospective listen roll? Yes, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to check see what my luck is. No, I'd have to spend ten luck to pass. I'll I'll save it for later. So you had um, you had uh, um, like hushed conversation, um, but you you couldn't you couldn't make out really anything of interest. Um, it, you know, mm. I it, shall wander over for my piss anyway. It could have been anything, basically. I mean, you you know better than anyone that all these different departments and factions and quangos, um, they've got their own agendas. It's just politics. It's probably just politics. 
You two, uh, is everything okay? Are you sort of winding down for the night, thinking about turning in? Yeah. Uh, myself and the lieutenant. Yeah? Or, or any business to attend to? No direct uh, business, but uh, I feel like I might have a couple more drinks because I'm not feeling very sleepy. This place makes me uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. I think I'll, I think I'll, uh, I'll pour him a drink. Um, and 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 say, Dosvedania. Yeah, of course. What, Lieutenant Fyodorov? Um, this place seems to hold, uh, hold you by the heart. Uh, well, you know, orders are orders. Uh, but uh, what happened here? Hmm. <laughs> it wasn't a good day. No. You know, that stuff, you hold it for long enough. Uh, I saw a shepherd once in uh, Olmesk, mm. not so far from Kharkov, and uh, he saw his herd um, rolling off a cliff. Stayed with him his whole life. Never talked about it to a friend, to a man, many years. And then eventually he spoke to someone about it, cried, and the weight mm. was lifted. Well. To lose that many lovers in one instance is, is hard, you know? <laughs> very wise, very wise. Here, have more. <laughs> this to the sheep, my friend. To, yeah, uh, let us drink to the future and to the sheep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> such, such sweet ladies, the sheep and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I'll be up for a little while, I think. Yes, but remember the shadow of the gallows is lighter than the rope. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Mm. You too, comrade. Um, and remember what I said earlier. Mm. Yes, we keep an eye. Yeah? Yes. Um, I would like to... I just kind of want to wander over to the gallows. I kind of want to wander over okay. and just do a little circuit. Just very close, really, but I just kind of feel the need to like re-see the layout of the land in this place. Yeah, I'm here. By all means, and just see if I see anything. I I'm not particularly looking for anything, but it just feels like something I should do. And if I don't see anything, I'll just loop straight back round and try to get to sleep. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you um. You take a little wander down to the gallows. Um, uh, you can give me a listen roll. Ah, uh, uh, no. You just hear, you know, normal, the, what you would expect to hear a few insects, just like, you know, small mammals rustling around. You, you have a, you have this nasty feeling about this place, but it's, it's based on your experience here. There's nothing, there's actually nothing particularly odd about this place, except for what you, what you sort of um, were party to. So you, you make your way back to the tent, 
Were you planning on, um, you know, you, I think a guard has been set. One of the sergeants has set a guard. Um, so if you if you want to plan to stay up, you can you can try, uh, or you can just turn in. Um, I'll uh, I'll pass by uh, the major and um, drop him off. Uh, mm. I'll pass by their tent just to see if I casually hear them talking or if they're asleep now. But okay. other than that, I'll go back to my tent. Uh, do you want to give me another listen roll as you pass their tent? I'd love to. <laughs> ah, a ten. Uh, you can hear one person snoring, um, and that's it. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, I sort of um, I clear my throat as I carry on walking, just in case one of them is feeling the need to sort of interact, but otherwise I'm going to just walk back to my tent and try and sleep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to take my pipe and wander over to um, Sergeant Kovalevsky. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant, Sergeant. Yes. Uh, Kovalevsky. Comrade. Yeah. All right. How's it going? Uh, a word, if you will, a word, my friend, a word. Um, a word to the wise, as it were. Go on. The good major administrator. <clears throat> I hear that he has friends in Moscow. Major administrator has friends in Moscow. What's that to me? Make of it what you will, Sergeant. Make of it what you will. I heard him talking to his friend, the captain in the tent, about big things for uh, upcoming gentlemen. People who want to prove themselves, looking for counter-revolutionaries, men like yourself. All right, okay. So, uh, what, just look out for counter-revolutionaries like we do anyway? Is that what you're saying? Use your imagination. You got it from me, that's all I'm saying. Sure, sure. Thanks, Doc. Look, we put a couple of the privates on guard watch. I'm turning in, if that's all right with you. Well, not my job to speak to the lieutenant about when you turn in, but yes, I think a good choice. As your doctor, I sign off for this. Sure. Yeah, you just stay away from those folks with the shits. You're telling me. I tell you. We've know, only got one doctor. You burnt those things, yes? Well, That's don't right. you do it. Get, get okay. the child. Get the child to do it. Nighty night. Yes. Just <laughs> don't let the bag bugs bite. <laughs> 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 I have to remember which one that is. Is that Kovaleski? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't like it. A good choice. A good choice. By, He's by too him. intelligent for his own good. I shall wander about chuckling to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I take it the um, food probably wasn't great, was it? So I, I might just dip into my backpack and cut myself a nice little slice of sausage. Oh, cheeky. Nice. Wonder how long that's been at the bottom of your backpack. So I think everyone turns in, um, except for the administrator major and the uh, and the captain, who have sort of waited up. Can I can I ask one question? Of course you may. You can ask as many as you like. On the record, do I actually know about this place? Because I have nothing in for my my information that reminds me of this name. Oh, do you know the place where we're in right now? Yeah, the village. I think you may have heard of it from the from the men. Nice. Thanks. That's all I needed. I wasn't here. What I've got is, without giving details, that during last fall's famine, something happened here. 
mm. which I and most of the men were party to. So well, 32 is bad. 32 is really bad. Yeah. We all know it. So if you've been there at that time, you'd probably at least have heard. Thanks. So you two Red Army gents are asleep. Is that right? Yeah, try to. to roll for it. I was trying to sleep, so yeah. It's going to be a long day. So all is quiet. There's a couple of privates on um, on guard duty, but Kopolev uh, and Tryepanov can see them sat by a little fire, um, having a smoke, drinking a bit of vodka, having a chat. You know, they don't know who they are. Haven't been introduced to all the men, and you're not going to be. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Kopolev. I had a quick look. I think um, pretty much everyone is asleep. If you want to take a walk around the village. Let's get inside that old barn. That was the source of the greatest discomfort. Sure, let's go. To the bottom of this. So um, you sort of unzip the tent. Dugov, Dugov, wake up. Keep watch. We're going out for a walk. We may, maybe some time. So we have a little wander over towards the um, the ruins of the of the town. Are you looking for anything in particular? Um, maybe not in particular, but I, I definitely want to go in the barn. Um, that's a priority. Okay. Just because that psychology role suggested that there was something going on. Uh, okay, go inside. I mean, it's it's the ruins of a barn, but yeah, we can go over to, yeah. Um, so, wander over there. Trying to determine what happened in here. Mm-hmm. Is it burned down, or it, or or, uh, or there's gunfire, or there's you know any loose bits of rope? Check the beams. It looks like it's been burnt. It looks like it's been burnt. So, just as you step inside, Red Army gents, could you give me a? Could you give me a listen roll? I know you're asleep. Yeah. Just to find out whether you hear what we hear. I passed. It's a zero five. Oh, I got a 10. Commissar. I got a 10, so I passed. So, everyone, you were woken up to, and just as we step inside the barn, everyone hears um, a, a rifle shot. My pistol's drawn immediately. And mine. Did you hear that? Yeah. Where did it come from? The camp? Sounded like the camp. Should we head back or let it let them sort it out amongst themselves? Let them. It will have woken some of them, so best we keep our distance for now. All right. Duh. We'll pick our way back through the village and come by a circuitous route. Okay, so we start making our way the long way round. Meanwhile, you two who had the rifle shot in camp, are you, are you up? Up in a shot, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm still I'm still lying down. Lieutenant, Lieutenant, uh, what was you doing? Didn't you hear? It's a gun. It's firing off rounds. I'm sure, but you want to get killed? So while you're having this conversation, you hear some shouting. Um, you hear uh, Block... You hear um, Blockenstev, Sergeant Blockenstev, sort of shouting to um, Yuzlek. I think we will meet all the soldiers, you know. <laughs> I think maybe you will. Um, saying, what the hell do you think you're doing? Firing off a shot like this. People are trying to sleep. And he's just like, you, you don't understand. You don't understand. Um, this, this kind of commotion you can hear coming from the camp. 
Um, I'm going to march straight over to them. And uh, who fired? It was uh, Yuzlek. Okay. Yuzlek, come here. Calm down. Sir, sir, yes, sir. Yes, quiet. (laughs) Calm yourself. Sir, sir, sir. Give me a psychology roll. I don't really think you need it, but... Yes, I succeed. So, Yuzlek looks visibly, seriously shaken. Like, he's experienced something pretty horrific. Um, give me while you're there. Give me an intelligence roll. Yeah. And are you, is the doctor there yet, or are you still? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just pulling my jacket on and coming extreme, through. Extreme success. Extreme success. Okay, so you there 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 should be um, two guards on duty. Yeah. So the other one um, is should be uh, Zubenko. Right. So I, I'm going to say to him. Where's Jubenko? He's over there. And you sort of follow his finger and you see Zubenko vomiting, um, just sort of a, a few feet away, just vomiting into the dirt, really dry heaving, actually. Looks like he's brought everything up. Um, well, doctor, see to him, see to him. I mean, at a glance, this, is, this isn't dysentery, right? This is... It doesn't look like it's dysentery to you. It looks like a... Shock reactions. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Something like that. Um, I, I'll, go, I'll go towards him, but I will... Um, I'll unclip the holster of my... It's a front... It's that classic front-facing holster. I'll unclip the um, 1895, the M1895. Meanwhile, I'll, I'm also turning I'll just back. curse under my breath and say, damn it, I'm so much better with my rifle. <laughs> Let's turn back to this guy and say, what is it? Why did you fire? What did you see? I, uh, I saw, you know, we've been short of food and uh, I I thought I heard a rabbit. So I shot. um, But then we went to, to collect the rabbit and, We found something terrible, so terrible. Can I still hear this? Um, you're with you're with Jubenko, uh, who's still vomiting. It's only the uh, the lieutenant who can hear this. So it is an abomination. What do you mean? I I, I can't explain. Where where? I, I I will show you. I will show you. <laughs> Let's have a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads you, um, if you follow, you're following him? Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I, I might say, um, talking to Jeff with me. Sir. Show us, show us. So. Um, I've got my gun out at this point as well, because you would, wouldn't you? Kowalewski, Kowalewski, uh, this man is not uh, fit for duty. Get someone else up here. You come with me now. Here, you, you are vomiting. You have to see me. I'm the doctor. Just woke up. Yeah. What, you know, are you talking to Kowalewski? Kowalewski, come on. I just woke up, doc. Give me a break. A rifle has been discharged. All right, so I'll look after Jibyankyo. Come, <laughs> come with me. Come with me, lad. Come on. And uh, he takes off the sort of um, 
very, very shaken and still. Oh, no, I wasn't actually saying that he takes them. Oh, oh sorry. I'm just saying, come here with me. I don't want to be left alone. Oh, all right. They're going this way. Look, you see the others, they're leaving. So you want me to go with them or stay with you? We need to have a man here. Get a man here to help us so that we have someone watching this part of the world. Look, we, these, you remember what happened just two, just two calcors ago? We had... All right, all right. So what do you want? You want some... some what, what, what exactly do you want? Uh, I'm trying to get someone else who, who isn't vomiting to actually keep an eye out. Okay. So, fine. Um, Kovalevsky's got it. He gets a few gets a few of the privates around. Everyone's just sort of like keeping an eye out and high alert. They don't really know what they're looking for at this stage. Um, and at the same time, I'm looking over my shoulder thinking, where's Kopolev? Where's Kopolev? And I'm, I'm looking at his tent thinking, not come out? So you can see now Kopolev and Tryepanov walking back from the uh, from the village. I think that's fair to say. Oh, I see. Oh, walking back from... Oh, in the middle of the night. Mm, okay. Clocked. We've just and gone it's... to be sick, that's all. We've just gone yeah. for a poo. Sure, yeah. sure. Some people may well be doing that because they're being ill. I don't so, know. So if... I'm not 100% certain. Lubomova, so are you... I'm asking, so what's the name of the private again? Sorry. The private is uh, Jubenko. Jubenko, Jubenko, Jubenko. It's Jubenko, isn't it? Jubenko. Pull yourself together, man. Here, have some vodka. Have some vodka. I take the cheap stuff out. He takes a swig of the vodka and it comes straight back No, out. no, don't take the bottle. I give you this. and I give He's him. shaking. He's, he's, I he's... give him the cup. I give him the cup that I always carry. With. He has a... He has a... A little swig of it, but he's just shaking. He's kind of white as a sheet. Look at me. What's happened? What happened here? <laughs> the rabbit. <laughs> no, don't think a... about the rabbit. It obviously was not the rabbit. It's fine. What? What? Uh, what? What? Uh, okay. All right. Everything is going to be fine. The lieutenant is dealing with the matter. We also have the major here. Everybody is going to be happy. We're going to go to the tractor station soon. Oh, no, I want to go back to the base. <laughs> Let me go back to the base. Don't be a child. Do you want your mama? Shut mm. up. He shuts up. Everything will be all right. No, I'm not going to slap you yet, but I'm thinking about slapping you, my friend. You know, if there was the lieutenant, he would slap you now. I know this. Huh? All right. <laughs> he's, he's, you've somehow managed to, uh, I don't quite know how, but you've managed to calm him down. He's sort of collected himself. My friend, my friend, everything will be okay. It's me, it's the daughter, it's, it's Belle. You can talk to me, you know this. Tell me, tell me a little bit. Don't, don't try and pretend to understand. He just, point, he, just point, he just points off. He's not, he's not interested in telling you anything. You tried to make the shot? Did you shoot? No. That's all right, all right. Get back to your tent. Tell, were you in with, um, crap, what was the name? Uzlik. Uzlik, were you in with Uzlik? Mm. All right, get back. Warm the tent up for you and Yushlik. He, he will come back for you and you will need to warm up together. You are close together tonight. Stumbles back to his tent very gratefully. Meanwhile, the Lieutenant Fyodorov and uh, Yushlik are going towards this sort of, the patch of grass that Yushlik's been pointing out with his arm really sort of outstretched. Like he wants to lead by the very end of his finger. Like he wants to keep his face as far away as possible. And then in the dim light of the moon, as you just sort of come close enough, the sort of scrub grass, you can see over it that there's a, there's a creature that's been shot. 
Um, but a rabbit. It's kind of a rabbit. It It's about the same size as a rabbit. Its back legs look like, basically like a rabbit's back legs. Um, but the fur's a bit blotchy, like mangy. You're, you're just looking in moonlight now, so you can't see anything too clearly, but the forelegs are much longer than they should be and completely bare of hair. No. <laughs> and no. Uh, no. there's a, you can see that you can see where the gunshot came in on the creature's left side uh, and it's sort of decimated the internal organs and the creature has bled something that maybe looks a little bit thicker and browner than normal blood into a sort of pool on the ground. And there's a really, really vile stench, like the sort of stench you might expect from a rabbit that had maybe been dead for a lot longer than five minutes, which is sort of making making you gag. That, but the, the thing that's really shaken them is the head of the rabbit, which is like obscenely large. Um, it's about like sort of like five inches wide, which is pretty big for a rabbit. And it's got really obvious curved teeth coming up from the lower jaw. And then the worst of all are its eyes. One eye is normal size and the other like takes up almost the whole side of the head. And it's like a sort of cataract, opaque, tumory mass. Uh. <laughs> Oh God! How, how close do you look at this thing, um, Lieutenant Fyodorov? See too much. Pretty closely. So, could you give me a sanity roll? Yes. <laughs> Horrifying. It's always the rabbit. <laughs> it's a hard success. Okay, that's fine. So well it's dim in the moonlight. Just mixing so, mitosis. So in the moonlight, you you think this is. This is just a deformed rabbit. Inbreeding. You've never seen inbred rabbits before. It might be inbreeding. <laughs> it could it it could be anything, really. Um, but it's not very nice. Um are you just gonna leave it there? Uh no, it's I think my worry is it's had such an effect on these guys. Uh I'm on a hmm. what what is the ground like hard? Yeah. Right. It's the, the the ground's like, like icy, icy hard, really. I might. Mm, I was about to sort of stamp it into the ground, but that's probably not gonna. <laughs> I might just uh, if I if there's a rock or something I can kick up, or just a bit of earth nearby to sort of like lump on top of it, just to hide it from view, so no other shitting soldiers accidentally get a fright. Before you do that. Uh, tell me, is the doctor, are you making your way over to um, where they are or are you staying where you are? I think I'm genuinely, instinctively turning on my heel and as fast as I, I mean, it's like a tubby, it's a comedy tubby, tubby run back to my tent for my uh, Moisin Nagant uh, 1891 rifle. Okay. Uh, which I feel I'm a lot better with than I am my sexy-ass pistol, which I like to flaunt. We're past the flaunt stage. We're now into the... Something's not right here. Fucked up rabbit stage. Uh, and, and, and the lieutenant's been over there, and he's clearly looking at something, so I'm going to do that. In all truth, I left it behind. I, I just wandered out in my gun. 
so while that's going on, um, Lieutenant, you can um, you can try and sort of kick a bit of the scrubby grass over it to try and cover it up. Yeah, yeah. Anything. If it looks like it's going to take too long, I'll just tell him to get over it and move back to the camp. <laughs> yeah. So Yuzlek, he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go close to it. To be honest, I might go up to him. In fact, instead, like I'll kick a bit of the earth, but it's a bit too hard, and I'm just going to go up to him and say, "Listen." It's a mutation. I've seen things like this before. It's very horrific. I see why it frightened you. Da, da. It's, it's just inbred. It's just a da. mutation. Da, da. He's sort of he's okay. He he wasn't as bad as Jomenko. He's um da. he's calmed down quite a lot. I think weirdly, seeing it, it's just as horrific as he remembered. But it's it's a physical thing, and it's dead. It's dead. Um. That you could sort of see the the whiskers like twitching a little bit, but like like the last little sort of death twitches, and they've now pretty much stopped. So if you don't want to look at it any closer, then you can make your way back to the back to the camp. I'll bring him back to the camp. Kopolev, where where are you at this point? So as soon as they can sort of see me, I've already drawn my pistol. So I'm going to come running, sort of with a concerned expression. Uh, and the first soldier I see, I'll say, uh, "What is happening? I went for a shit, and I hear a gunshot." It's uh, it's Kov- Kovaleski who says, um, "Oh, some of the some of the men shot some kind of rabbit monster, freaked them out a bit." Word travels fast. <laughs> what do you mean, rabbit monster? I don't know. I haven't had a good look. <laughs> Show me this thing. Where where are they? I don't know. It's over there. You see where those folks were just coming back from. I'm I'm going back to bed. <laughs> and he sort of points off, points off in the direction of the rabbit. I say, uh, just as he gets towards his tent, I say, "What was your name again?" Uh, Kovaleski, sir. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> yeah, I go over. I go jog. I jog. In a very athletic way. Uh, it would create a film. Yeah. Uh, In which case, if, if he's jogging over to the rabbit, I imagine him and the doctor I'm going to meet on the way back. So in which case, I'm just going to send off the private back to the camp. In the film, I'm played by Fassbender. Sure. That helps. I'm, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm played by Brian Cox, not the physicist. Nice. <laughs> I'm played by... Uh, what's the guy... What's the guy? The like the good Lawrence Fox. Oh, is there, is there such a man? We've been looking for him. For yeah, yeah. He's he's like same casting as Lawrence Fox, but he's good. He's like Chris Marshall, but attractive. He's like um, he's in he was in Wimbledon. Oh yeah, oh, Paul oh, Bettany. Paul Bettany. Bettany. Yeah. Oh, love Bettany. Yeah. Great choice. I'm played by Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah, we're a stellar cast, guys. We're a stellar I'm, cast. I'm played by Neil Maskell. In the meantime, so do we? We all come together, do we? Just, I think, in a brief moment of a beautiful trip. I'm, I'm, I'm trotting. I am trotting out fast. Although I went back for my rifle, I'm not wasting any time. Trepanov says, um, uh, "Lieutenant Fyodorov, what, what is all the commotion? We, um, we both felt a bit unwell, and then we heard a shot." I see. Well, you know as much as me in that case. Probably uh, one of the men was hunting rabbits. Uh, he saw one, he took the shot, but then he got scared because it looked strange. It's mutated, it's over there in the brush. Let's um, have a look. 
Do you really want to have a look at a mutated rabbit, Major? Yes. yes. He was vomiting because he saw a, uh, a rabbit that was mutated. Listen, it's it's very... Grigor, Grigor, I mean, <clears throat> Fyodor. I shoot, uh, I shoot Tre Trepanov a look with my kind of slightly, my slightly, slightly intense stare. Say, Why do you Trepanov? Yes. I need to look. All right. We, we I take my gun out. We have a look. <laughs> right, it's over here. I think I'm, I'm stunned in silence by this stare, this intense, fast bender stare, this this glacial <laughs> stare, and uh, I, I'm just watching him as he approaches, thinking, so, "Is this wise?" So, who's having a look now? I have come back over with them, sort of like, "Well, I'll I'll show you." I will hang back while the three of them look. I, I don't know what's going on here. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna track the horizon of what I can see of it. Got the rifle wrapped with this. I'm wrapping the um, what's it called? The strap around mm -hmm. my left hand, and I'm. I'm. I'm only really accompanying. Scanning. Them. I'm. I'm I, I need to know what sort of problem they're going to be for me because yeah, it's quite clear course. they're not behaving properly. Yeah. But for their mission, so. So um. Well, there it is. Major Kopolev, do you, you go over and have a look at the rabbit? Yes. Are you looking just in the light of the moon, or do you want to have a closer look? Do you want to how? Do you want to sort of pick it up and take it away with you? What? What? Are you just having a glance to see what everyone was looking at at this stage? At this stage, just having a glance. I'm um, just seeing so, if I've got a light source on me. Oh, I've got a box of matches. I'll light a match. Okay, so you light a match, and in the match light, you see, you see what everyone else has seen. Um, but because you sort of have to take your match a bit closer to 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 see it, you realise that um, the uh, that there's another set of deformed legs behind the front legs. So it's like got three sets. It's got six legs. Um, so can I have a sanity roll, please? In locust bunny. Uh, yes, if you'd like to roll for me. Yeah, I'd love to. What's your sanity? Seventy-one. You're fine. That's no sanity lost. In which case, I'd like to follow this up, if I can. Yeah. With a Cthulhu Mythos roll. <laughs> okay. In one shot territory, he knows it. Uh, what's your Cthulhu Mythos? I know what your Cthulhu Mythos is. Yeah, no, no good. Um, you, this, this is. Um, How badly did I roll there? You rolled thirty-five. Ooh, nice. Ooh, he's thinking. He's thinking. He's going to burn it. I'm tempted. I, can't, I don't even see my luck. Do I have I, luck? I would suggest that you might have other opportunities. To, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, okay then. Uh, but but I would like to remind you, in fact, Triepanov would like to remind you, because he he has a peer up your shoulder, but he really doesn't want to look too closely. And he says, um, he says, you know... Um, you know who might be able to tell us a bit more about this? I look at him. Dugov. Dugov? Well, he's a medic. So is the doctor here. Well, you want to tell the doctor what to do? You want to tell the doctor to get his scalpel out and cut it up right here? Well, I'm not sure we'll be telling the doctor to do anything. This is uh, this is sotto voce. <laughs> I think. Is, is there anything on the horizon while I'm scanning? Is there anything? While you're scanning the horizon, 
it's just bleak. It's very bleak landscape. There's nothing obvious, nothing moving. I turn around to um, Fyodorov and say, uh, Comrade Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am... I am obligated by the... Um, I, I am obligated... One moment, I have the paperwork. Sure I have the relevant do. papers. I have the relevant papers. I'm sure you I do. Am, I am obligated by the... Um, uh, I roll uh, my telegraph, eyes. Telegraph Agency of the Workers, Soldiers and Farmers of the Union of the Soviet Socialist Republic to mm. document uh, everything. I see. There is a possibility that... Our initial assessment was that perhaps there was a counter-revolutionary element that has perhaps sabotaged the telegraph lines. And do you or think perhaps be an act- rabbits have been digging at the telegraph poles instead? This is something we must write down. We must document it. In- radiation. 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 It could be radiation. It could be radiation. Do I hear this? You hear this. My ears prick up. Well, what do you think? Radiation, possible? Well, I, uh, hmm. it's a little out of my my uh, field remit, mm. Lieutenant. I'm I'm more used to patching up men who've been shot. Yes. It's, well, it's a little out of the uh, Telegraph Commission's remit as well. When I when I Please. served against Denenkin in the south, this was not. We were not talking about radiation. I am no. the comrade administrator, administrator major. I decide what is in the remit of the Telegraph <laughs> the Telegraph Union. I see. And this I is served, in the remit of the Telegraph Union. And I served against the Naked. When we, where were you in that battle? Hmm? In the I south. ignore him. I ignore him and turn to Captain. Captain Trepanov. Please fetch Dukov and tell him to bring his little book to write down everything that he finds about this rabbit. I, I turn to Fyodorov and say, perhaps this Dukov, who has some medical experience, could assist us in the matter in question. <laughs> he is merely documenting what he observes. It is good for him to practice his writing. I am merely <laughs> talking to my lieutenant officer. Yes. Then you must stop shouting. <laughs> then why are you shouting, my friend? Major, why Major, are we shouting? Major Kopolev, I, I feel I may have uh, been unfair to you in your mission. Um, next time, in tomorrow's driving, perhaps you tell us to stop every two minutes so you can jot down every pebble and twig you see. Uh, <laughs> All right, my friends, my friends, comrades, comrades, we are here working together. Come now, come now. I, I take I take a bottle of whiskey out of my bag. Uh, with, uh, vodka. <laughs> if only it was whiskey. Vodka out of my bag. And I pour some into a cup and I pass it over to uh, Fjordorev. Come now, my friends, my friends. And I pass the bottle over to uh, Kopolev. Um, Triepanov at this point is sort of halfway between the group and the tents trying to work out, waiting for a signal that he should be going to get Dugov or not getting Dugov. I, uh, I pour a bit of vodka on the ground <gasps> and I say, that is for the people who clearly lost their lives here, possibly from radiation. <laughs> and then I, I give a little nod to, um, to Trepanov. Okay. Let's do a Take off. a swig. Pass it on. <laughs> I take the bottle back. Uh, I'm not arguing further. I think I've made my point. Oh, I, you've made your point. I take a swig and then I go over to the rabbit. It's still, just to remind you, it's still the middle of the night and you hear a, a, a cheeky private from one of the tents yell, Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you've got no idea who it is. Can't tell. I Doesn't ignore it because that's far too much hassle. <laughs> yeah, wow. So you wouldn't get this shit in Leningrad. No, you wouldn't. So Triepanov Tri- and Dugov come trotting back. Dugov's got his little um, his little bag of equipment. In the meantime, I'm going over to the rabbit. Okay. Do you want to have a look at it? Yeah. I've, so, taken, <laughs> a, I've taken a hefty swig of the, of the vodka before. That, I... That's not going to help you. So you look down and you see what everyone else sees, but your medical knowledge also shows you <laughs> that um, you can't... It, it's very odd. You, sh- you feel like you should be able to tell... Uh, what sex the rabbit is and you can't you've got no idea what sex it is and um, can i have a sanity roll please oh 22 yes i have passed okay so you're all doing pretty well it's the moonlight you see it's, it's the moonlight uh, in moonlight makes everything look nice <laughs> even a deformed rabbit in 33 <laughs> and everybody's facing peasants who might turn on you famine around the corner no one yeah. trusts anyone yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, I'm looking at this thing, and clearly the other two are right on my neck as I'm as I'm examining it as in as best I can with my limited capacity as a doctor. Uh, and I'm going, okay, yes, I don't know. Okay, and but these there's extra legs, so that's a set of extra legs. Yeah. So can I roll my? Can I just check my biology skill? And Want to check if a rabbit should have these, these guys are talking no, but three know, sets of legs. Right. These guys are talking about science and and radiation, but I mean biology or chemistry, whichever one you give me. I'd give you biology or medicine or natural world. Um, natural history. Well, it depends what you're trying to find out. What you're trying to what you're trying to infer. Has there ever been a case where someone's had? Where a, a creature has had secondary limbs outside uh, of a fetus. I mean, because this is fully grown. This has been running around, right? This guy, this guy shot this. Yeah, I can tell. I'll tell you for free with your, you know, as a scientist, you. Um, that's not the strangest thing. I mean, they're like sort of veg, vestigial um, limbs that has been seen. Well, it's quite common with um, sheep and cows i think for them to be born with two heads or maybe an extra limb they don't often live for very long um but case but yeah but i mean the the extra set of limbs really isn't the weirdest thing about this i mean if you wanted to have a really good look if you wanted to sort of use one of your skills you'd probably have to take it back to camp and look at it in a bit more light um uh, and with that in mind um dugov says uh Major, um, what what would you like me to do? Uh, there is a rabbit mm-hmm. that is deformed. I want you to inspect it. I want to know everything about the rabbit. Everything about the... Mm. Everything about the rabbit. I want oh, a full report. Uh, for the... For the mm, yes, for the... For the Telegraph Bureau, of course. And he um, he leans over and has a little look. And It's not just for the Telegraph Bureau, Dukov. It is for the people of the Soviet Union. This report, yes. if it yes. is significant, will be passed on to Comrade Stalin himself. Dukov has one little look at it and gags. I mean, he's young and he's not. he hasn't seen much in the way of death and disease so far. And he loses one point of sanity. I slap him on the back and say... Welcome to the Telegraph Union, son. <laughs> and he says, if um, 
If you want me to... You thought your fear of heights would be a problem. Ah. If you want me to examine this properly, I, I I'll need to look at it um, in, in, in daylight, at least, and, and ideally in a more sterile uh, environment. We don't have much time. We must do what we can. I walk over to Fiora. And, and, and the more perspicacious might notice that I'm whispering to him. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. Okay. I want to see if I notice him whispering. Well, do a psychology roll. Or, or rather, I want to see if I hear what he's okay. saying. Okay, give me a listen roll. <laughs> Great. What did I roll? Uh, he rolled 17, but because he's whispering, I want it to be a hard success. Well, I've got a 54. So I can tell you that you hear... <laughs> so what you hear is uh, you hear the doctor, you hear your name. You hear him saying something about you perhaps being trouble um, and <laughs> and maybe implying that you might be a little bit closer to Stalin than uh, they had, than you would expect. That's the vibe. Dugov says, so do you want me to take it back to the camp or? No, no, yet, yet, yet. I just want you to have a look at internally so that we can write a full report. I, I, I'll light matches for you. We have to do it here. I do not want to take this with me. So he, he leans down, has a look, and he, he gets out his little book and he starts making notes and he's gagging and he makes notes about the four legs and uh, being abnormally long and the extra set of legs, about the, short the hand, blood Duke being short dark hand. and thick, about the, the indeterminate sex, makes a note about the teeth, the huge eye. He does a sort of sketch of the eye. But he can't really tell anything more than that, even, even with the match light. All right. When he's finished, I say, so Dukov, I ask you this question. You've, you've done your initial assessment. Do you think it is worth taking it with us for you to do a fuller assessment or should we move on? Um, to me, it looks like a deformed rabbit. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe should we, should we sleep on it? I don't want to be anywhere near it. <laughs> no, you misunderstand me. <laughs> Should we get some sleep and see uh, what we think would be best to do in the morning? Have a look in a quick look in the morning. But yes, if you're daylight, satisfied daylight. that it's merely a deformed rabbit, then we can move on. Mm. I don't think a deformed rabbit will be affecting the telegraph poles. It seems unlikely. Ah. So um, Triapanov and Dugov start making their way back to the tent. Administrator Major, uh, Comrade Administrator, uh, Comrade Administrator Major Yuri Yukopolev. Um, yes. Yes, Comrade Dr. Sergeant Vesarion Beo Lubimova. Uh, forgive me, sir, uh, but I, I, I can't help but notice that you are taking great interest in this uh, specimen. I believe it could be worth a great deal to Moscow. Should we not preserve it and uh, transport it back? Dukov will handle that. Uh, very well. It back very to well. where? Moscow? Why would Moscow want to deform the rabbit? It, it is a remarkable specimen, is it not? I say, almost looking to, to Dukov, but at the same time, keeping Kopolev. My interest is only whether it is affecting or affected by 
the telegraph poles. Oh, very well. Very well. Uh... I, am, I am not an anthropologist, an archaeologist, a paleontologist, whatever, whatever the ologist looks after dead rabbits that are strange. Cryptologist. A mixologist. <laughs> very good. Very, very I was good. going to say necrolaparologist, but fair enough. That's, that's, the, one. that's, that's yes. the one. Very good. Yes, of course, Major. So if you, you want not... to keep if you want to keep the rabbit, if you want to bring it with us, then I will not object. I think it might be worth a number of rubles. You mean you wish to exploit the discovery for private gain? <laughs> that is what I'm saying. I'm saying that it might be worth a number of rubles. To the people? Yes, of course. It is the people's deformed rabbit, Dr. Sergeant Vistarion. Uh, As I understand it, yes. I'm going to walk over at this point and just be like, so, uh, what do you want? You want political us... correctness. What? You want us to put it in a box, or...? It seems the doctor has taken an interest in putting it in a box, yes. Excellent. I think we can safely assume that it is nothing to do with the telegraph poles at this stage. Blotchian, Steph, um, bring some men up and make this. Um, make sure that the corpse of this rabbit is preserved for the, uh, for the glory of the party. Oh, uh, he, he wanders up and says, Oh, uh, I, I don't think the men would want this taken with us. Well, it's fine. They don't need to know. Just put it in the box. All right, all right. And he um, he finds a finds an empty uh, ammunition case, and uh, he sort of he looks reluctant to move it himself. He sort of stands there. I'll I'll walk over and just pick it up. Wow. Okay. Great. I'm like, if, if nothing happens, I want to just walk over, hold my breath, pick it up by the scruff of its fuck neck, and deposit it in the ammo box. Fine, fine. And yeah. then just say to Blocking Chef, what are you worried about? You want me to call your grandmother for you? No, 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 no. It's a rabbit. Uh, no. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. And he picks up the ammunition case and carries it sort of like at arm's length over back to the tents. Now, you've the hand that you touched that rabbit with, mm. even like just hanging at the end of your arm, you can smell you, the stenches, the stenches on your hand. I'll wipe it on the grass, in the snow, if there's snow there. Yeah, there's snow there. The, the stench is sort of gone, but it's still it's still kind of there. Anyway. Uh, uh, Bale. I pour, I pour him a glass of, <laughs> from a cup of vodka and say, do with that what you will. I just hold my hands out. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, pour, I'll pour some of the, the cheap stuff on it. Mm. Yeah. This, so you feel like that's basically got rid of the stench. And you all, um, you know, you still reckon you've got a few more hours of night where you could get some sleep before you have to set off in the morning so you wander back to camp and as you all sort of settle down to sleep uh, senior lieutenant Fyodorov you can still smell it on your hand and that's the last thing you remember as you sort of nod off to sleep <laughs>